0: Jesus. You know. Alright, so you are in Acts and you're wondering, why are we in Acts? Uh, as you might know, we have been in the book of Hebrews uh, since April. Um, I hope that time has been uh, a blessing for you I know it has for me each week. Now this Sunday, though, uh, is the first two in a short vision series before we use the rest of the year to finish Hebrews. And then we'll be in December and to be Advent, the best time of the year. Um, And so we'd like to take uh, time for this type of series every year to do as the name suggests to help cast vision for the Crossing Church, moving into maybe a new year or a new season. And this year, our Vision Series uh, lines up with this relaunch into missional communities. Uh, Whether you've been a part of the Crossing Church since 2014 uh, or you began gathering uh, or maybe you can remember in the last year or you're somewhere in that zone in the middle. Um, you know what missional communities are, or at least hopefully you have some idea of what MCs are. Now, the Crossing Church is a body of believers made up of missional communities. That, From the start, that is what we want to be. Uh, we, we want it to be a group of people made up of mission communities, not this thing right here. Every Sunday, this is all we are. Uh, these mission communities are groups living life together in their communities on mission. These groups are growing, loving, serving, proclaiming the gospel together in the hope that neighbors, co workers, classmates, and everybody else might come to know, love, and enjoy Jesus as we do. This is what mission communities or MCs are. Now, obviously because this is what we want, this is what we believe is the best way to see our city changed by the gospel. Obviously not the only way. Any other church, any other gospel-believing, missional church in our area, that's good too, but we desire to not separate who we are as a church and who we are in the world. We want to see that come together. We want to see our identity in Christ saturate each and every aspect of our lives. And a major part of every one of our lives is the community that we are placed in. And so why not be intentional to make the most of that community and and, and that life, arm in arm with fellow believers in that community? This is what we desire. And so for us, after the extremely long and lonely year that was 2020, somebody mentioned something the other day and said, yeah, I remember that happened. I was like, that was 2020, bro. Uh, I forgot it all. It's all gone. and the long-term memory, it's it's lost forever. After all that, we felt it best, after hearing from you, after seeing uh, a lot of just drain uh, on your life um, that came from every direction, we felt it best to take this past summer to gather as one body uh, every Wednesday night to eat together, to catch up, to laugh, to share God's grace in our lives, be vulnerable with each other, to pray with and for each other, to teach, learn, and be equipped, be equipped all to be sent back out into missional meetings. That's what we have been doing this whole summer. And, and some of you have been a part of that on and off. Some of you, it's been extremely hard because Wednesday nights are not the best for you, working late, or something you already have Wednesday nights. But that's what we've been doing. We have not been gathered in individual MCs this summer. Um... And it's been different. Uh, it's been hard sometimes. It's been very good at some times. To, for me to walk in Wednesday nights right here, whether I'm teaching or whether I'm just hanging out with kids or just sitting and, and eating my Jade Garden Chinese Buffet to Go Box, uh, hearing from you and, and, and seeing God work your life or hearing from you and seeing how hard it's been uh, and, and how I can pray for you. That's been really good to be together as a family. But... With that said, I, like I said, for those of you who are Wednesday night, I am, like, pumped. Like, whatever the word is beyond pumped, we're so excited to be sent back out into mission communities. Um, And so that's where we are right now. We are ready to be formed into those MCs and and sent out. We're still planning. We're still working on what exactly that looks like. And that's why we saw it as a great opportunity right now to take these two Sundays, to take a break from Hebrews, to remind ourselves of two very crucial aspects of our identity as followers of Christ that will lead into that sending out of MCs, two crucial aspects of who we are as followers and who we are as The Crossing Church. We are family, and we are absolutely missionaries. So today, we'll walk through what it means to be family, how that applies to our life as The Crossing Church. Next week, Jared will walk through what it means to be a missionary in our cities. So, here in Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost is here. The apostles are filled with the Holy Spirit, um, and speaking in different tongues. The Jews gather there from all around, all different types of language, are very obviously confused. Peter gets up and assures them that these men are not drunk. Best line in the whole Bible, because it's only 9 in the morning. They're not drunk. It's only 9 in the morning. Maybe later we'll have a a discussion. But instead, he explains all of what's happening by quoting Joel. And and then Peter goes on to proclaim the gospel. He preaches a sermon concluding that Jesus, the the one that they crucified, is indeed the Messiah who rose from the dead. And then we see their response in verse 42. Then after all that, they devoted themselves to the Apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and signs being performed in the Apostles. Now all the believers worked together and had all things in common. They sold their possessions, property, and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meetings together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. The house. They ate their food with joyful, sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day the Lord added to their number those who have been saved. This is the church. This is the church. Devoted to each other, breaking bread together, joyful hearts, praising God as He saves those who are lost. He brings more into the family. This is it. And so if the Beers were to move to a new city, maybe it's not to plant a church, but we're just moving for a job, you know, because our job, you know, teachers, better, bigger, better cities, whatever. But if we're not planting a church, I'm, I'm searching for a new church in my new city where I don't know anybody. If I see this display in a body of believers, I see that Acts 2 displayed, I want to be a part of that. I want to be in that group. I want to be a part of that family to just enjoy it, to benefit from that in the early process of planning the crossing church i think i've told this story before i was having coffee with a friend in rustin um from tech it's fine um, And i was sharing with him this vision and plan for the crossing church and for mission community it was all very new to me at the time and afterwards we had coffee and i talked about it all he said man that sounds a lot like a church in Acts." and i was like yeah you're right we, we did it. We're finally here. The crosshairs are the answer. And how obviously stupid that was. Uh, because all these plans can sound good. All this fresh, new stuff can sound good. If we were to join another church and every move to New city, I see all this happening. Man, this is great. This is beautiful. This is how the church is supposed to be. Does it last? Like, is that perfect forever? Is a life as a group of believers on mission in our city always filled with happiness Hope, satisfaction, laughter, smiles, rainbows, and kisses. No, of course not. I think we know that. I've been a member of three tur- churches since I was like 16, so that's almost 15 years, which is an eye opener. That I'm almost 30. Um, during that time, as as member, as a member, as a like a, I mean, a, a, a devoted member of those churches. In 15 years, I felt hurt. I felt betrayed, frustrated, annoyed, angry, alone, hopeless, crazy. I have bad-mouthed the hypocrites. I was a hypocrite. I felt a lot of doubt. I felt sadness that made me wonder if that was depression. Uh, Just instead to shrug that all off quickly and get back to work because also being a part of the churches felt like a job sometimes. That is just 15 years. And so... Obviously, it hasn't all been negative, and I think we see that too. God has been extremely gracious to me and my family and and this church specifically. Overall, we can see so much good. We can see so much blessing, so many incredible relationships that that are happening day by day. And I know that a lot of you have felt that too. That's why you're here right now. You've felt that with the crossing church. But I also know a lot of your stories. I know my story. I know your of stories really well. There is a lot, like beyond the word a lot, there is a, so much pain associated with the church. There's so much pain associated with the church. There's a lot of pain and loss in the history of the crossing church. Like we are not it. We are not perfect. There's so much. There's so much hurt. We will not escape it. As, as many times as, as we've seen uh, a member of another church kind of join us and they're like, hey, I've been hurt by this other church. They didn't do this the right way. Uh, it's been good. Like We want to we worship with you. We want to worship that person and, and have you in our family. But this is not going to be it. Uh, if, if that's it, if we are going to eventually be frustrated with this church. and, and we're gonna move on. That's, that's happened for a lot of you. I know we're not going to escape that. This is a result of the fall. The enemy will always seek to still, kill, and destroy. As Spurgeon said, as we seek that church with no issues, that next church that is not going to have any issues, it's going to be the exact church I need. Quote: The day we find that perfect church, it becomes imperfect the moment we join. There is no perfect church. This is it. Like we. Can't escape that we are a bunch of selfish, imperfect people. Sorry about that. It's okay. Well, oh, I love you. We are brought together for lengthy seasons of life. There is going to be hurt, conflict. Do we know what else involves a group of people that can be the best a lot of times, but also be really, really tough to deal with sometimes? Your family. Absolutely. I love my family. God has blessed me with an incredible, loving, funny, responsible, importantly, wife, and he's given us two really fun kids who are going to distract me a lot. But is it always filled with fun? Chan and my kids are the only people to actually see me get angry, okay? Chan is usually the only one to see me cry, not because she causes it, but she's the one to see that. It's not perfect. It's not always... Fun and, and, and full of love and exciting, extended family. My parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles have all loved me so well. They've helped me become the man I am today. I have a great family. But as I was talking with somebody right before this, they can be so frustrated sometimes. Family can be so frustrated. We disagree on politics, we disagree on religion. I do not get on Facebook. I barely have a Facebook right now because of my family. But they're my family. They are who God has given me as family. And so for you, I know a lot of your stories. I don't know all of your stories. Whatever your view of family is right now, if you have an incredible family, an awesome childhood, a a true picture of love within a family, and, and you love your family back, or maybe uh, you do love your family, uh, but you and they are very aware of a lot of issues that maybe you've addressed or not. Or maybe the worst, uh, you have no relationship with your family because of hurt that seems like insurmountable and, and, and too much to work through. Like Whatever your view of family is, this is it right here. Whatever your view of a father is, we're seeing it right here. The church is your family. And and, and whatever you have to get through, uh, work through on your own or or with your family to truly see the church is your family, we're going to do that together, especially in mission communities. The church is your family because God the Father has adopted us as sons and daughters. Romans 8 We're going to turn there. We'll just listen. Starting in verse 12. writes, So then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh. Because if you live according to the flesh, you are going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all those led by God's Spirit are God's sons. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall by any fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, so that we, we may also be glorified with him. Because of the Word, Christ finished on the cross, we are children of the King. That's that's who we are. If you believe the gospel, you've been changed by Jesus, you are now a child of of the King. And because our Father is the King, we are heirs, entitled to a wealth of grace and mercy beyond anything we can imagine. And a portion of that grace is revealed here on earth. In being a part of this larger family, the bride of Christ, the church, we are family. And as the family, what are we called to do? First John chapter four. I'm gonna make your way there. We moved around a lot. First John four. First says, "Dear friends, let us love one another." We are called, as family, to love one another. Called to love. Our gospel-formed family. But how can we truly love this family consistently, consistently after just walking through how much we've been hurt by the church? How much we've been hurt by our family? How can this be possible? What if you grew up in a terrible family? What if you had no family? How can we know how to love when we don't have a picture of that familial love? How can we give any more love if we've been hurt and rejected so many times we are out. We are out of love. How can I give love if, 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 if it's all just crushed me so much that I'm out? There's nothing I can do. It goes on to say, First John, love one another because love is from God. And everyone who loves is been born of God and knows God. Verse 8, the one who does not love does not know God because God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent His one and only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. Love consists in this. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be a atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we must love one another. Because we were shown This ultimate love through Jesus. We shouldn't be able to do anything apart from loving our family, from loving one another. We do not love God first. He chose us. He raised the enemy, me, from the dead in my sin and now calls me his son. But you're thinking, this people, this family, this person sitting next to me is rude They're difficult, they're needy, they're super annoying. So when we were looking at the next Like I promise I didn't say anything about you. I didn't think anything about you. Maybe you were just emotionally exhausted from everything else in life, everything else happening in our world right now, and you literally have nothing else to give. How can you possibly love this family? When it's good, it's good. When it is enjoyable, when we are growing, when things are happening, it's easy to love each other. But if Stuff hits the fan. And I have too much on my plate. It's so hard. Verse 12 has the answer right here. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God remains in us. And His love is made complete in us. Here it is. This is how we know we remain in Him and He in us. He has given us His Spirit. He has given us His Spirit. We are so filled with love, Christian, that we should now, because of that, overflow with love. It's it's an abundance of love. We should overflow with love. And we feel like we have been tapped out. We are exhausted. Uh, We are uncomfortable. We are just done. I, I think I've said that 20 times in the past two weeks. I'm done. And we feel that. We step out in love again. We step out in love again, like Peter stepping out of the boat. And God provides more love through His Spirit. So again and again and again, we can love one another no matter what happens. Because we're filled with His Spirit, because He loved us first, we can now love no matter what. And it's, and it's so easy to say right now, I know I know it's so easy to say it right now. In this setting, we're together. We have a lot of stuff on our minds right now. It's so easy to say it right now. And in the moment, we feel like we're exhausted. We're done. But we are filled with the Spirit. So if we are rejected, if we step out in love and we are rejected, we're good. Because we've already been accepted as sons and daughters by the King of Kings. If we feel... Like we've absolutely given everything we have. We're good. Because we have an abundance of riches waiting for us at the end of this life. We step out to love and we feel defeated. We feel done. We know that is the enemy. Because of the gospel, we know our Father has already won. He has finished the work. It is done. Christian, you are called and equipped to love the family of God. You are called and equipped with the Spirit to love the church. And so now, as we are sent back into missional communities, if you are truly a part of the lives of one another, whatever MC that is, as we kind of talked about that on the board Wednesday night, whatever group, whatever region that you feel like to be part of, Maybe you feel led to begin and start an MC and leave that MC. Whatever it is, if it's a group of people, it will quickly become evident. This kind of love, unconditional love, is going to be extremely hard. It's going to be really difficult. As you begin to live amongst and know these families, these individuals more and more, you will see more flaws and you are more than likely, you are very likely, to be let down and hurt by that group who is called your family. You may even feel this need to pull away, to, to let go, to move on, it, it, it's, it's coming. Because we, the flawed humans, telling you, other flawed humans, to have other flawed humans into your home and be sent on mission with those flawed humans proclaim the gospel to other flawed humans. It's, it's We are imperfect. We are flawed. We are sinful. We are selfish. And, and we tend to hurt uh, a lot. And we tend to be hurt a lot. It's going to happen. We're going to feel tapped out. But with our eyes on Jesus, we believe the gospel. It's changed our hearts. We're filled with the spirit. and We are ready to Pour out this overflow of love we've received. Something much better will come from these missionaries. Something much better than being frustrated and done. Something much better is going to come from these MCs. The more you get to know someone, the more you know their sin, the better you will be equipped to point them back to the gospel. You know they're struggling, so you're able to help and serve them. You'll be there when tragedy strikes, simply grieve and weep with them. You're going to be there to celebrate, to play, to eat, to live. This is your family. If you are not first a member of the crossing Church, you desire to be a part of this. We want you to be in on this. We want you to be a part of this. Again, not because we think this is the best way, this is the only way to do things. Like we want people to be changed by the gospel, we want people to be changed by the church together, and we we want you to be in on that. If you have questions about that, please talk to one of us, an elder, uh, another member. On how we can do this as we begin to, as we keep meeting and, and see the best way to relaunch these MCs. Uh, I'm I'm excited to be a part of this, not because we've seen like. The greatest success in people being baptized in our church through MCs. Uh, But what I have seen personally in the seven years that I've been a part of an MC, on and off, different MCs, is I am loved, I am equipped, I am most encouraged when I'm in that group. And they know me well. Because unfortunately, this group is a little too big to know everybody the best you can know everybody. There's probably somebody here you've never talked to this is a pretty small church with these mission communities and, and Jared will get into what it means to be on mission with that family but with these mcs we talked about wednesday night there is seasons of life in your mission community where it is time to breathe out meaning let's go into our communities let's go to these schools Let's go to these neighborhoods. Let's go to these workplaces. Let's go to the heart crawls, whatever it is, and breathe out to proclaim the gospel, to love and serve those in our community. And Jerry gets into that next week. But there is absolutely a season, multiple seasons, to breathe in with your group, with that family, with that core mission community, to breathe in, to see that you are done, that you are whipped. Your community is burnt out, exhausted. We've seen it over and over again as the church. We're seeing it right now in members' lives. We are burnt out. And there's going to be a time to breathe in. And from what I've experienced as MC, it's not like a a pitch. MC, sign up, we're good. Um, But it really is this beautiful time to see a family love me, to see a family know me well, to be vulnerable with that family, and to be encouraged and equipped to be sent back out. Because if it's just me, if it is just me and, and it's my family, I, I know who I am. Uh, I know my identity. I know what God has called me to do. When I'm sent out into my school, uh, when I'm sent out into my neighborhood, and when I am rejected and I come back, and it's it's only Chandler there to encourage me, to love me. She doesn't break out of that, but it's just us. And she's also in the same thing. And She comes back and she's defeated. It is really hard. To get back up and say, all right, I'm ready to go again. I'm ready to be rejected again. I'm ready to be ignored again. It's hard. But with the family, with this family, with this love that we are called to give to each other, to, to overflow, and to saturate each other with, it's it's not uh, easy, absolutely not. It's, it's not perfect, but it's so much better than going this alone. We are not called to be on mission. Alone. Christian you have been loved and now you are called to love one another I'm going to read a passage in Romans 12 if just want to sit there and listen to this, this is what we are called for, this, this type of love and then I'll close verse 9 in Romans 12 says let love be without hypocrisy Detest evil, cling to what is good, love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Take the lead in honoring one another. Do not lack diligence and zeal. Be fervent in the spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer, share with the saints in their needs, pursue hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in their own estimation. Do not pay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes, if possible. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. process and Church, I, I, I pray and I hope that you see this body of believers as your family, uh, and, and I pray and hope that whatever you bring to the table in that, whatever your view of family is, whatever your view of the church is, I'm, I'm hopeful and prayerful that it won't just be snapping it it's all perfect and I'm all good, I can look past everything else. But I pray That you will look to our father the perfect father who has made us family that you will not forget you will not just let go of all of it you'll learn from it and you'll see that this family though we are imperfect though we are selfish though we are dumb sometimes this family is called to love you that we are here for you but we Especially, we need you here for one another. If one member of the body is unhealthy, one member of the body is is exhausted and done, the body will suffer. So, we are called to encourage, to build up, to love one another in the hopes that we are all equipped, encouraged, ready, and like primed to be sent out so that God will give the most glory that our city will absolutely be saturated with this gospel, that the lost will know Jesus. They will enjoy Jesus as we do. It's all for them. It is It is all so we can get to a point that we are no longer hurt. We're no longer in pain. We're no longer having to proclaim the gospel because we're going to be with Him someday. Before that, though, there are a lot of lost people in our city, and God has equipped the church To love us, to bless and serve these people. But if we don't love each other, how in the world are we going to love them? Uh, We are family, and I'm prayerful and hopeful that we can love one another as true family. Let's pray. Father, thank you for that. Thank you for being my father. God, I, I pray and I read so many times, just saying that we're. Father, and I, I look past it so much, I easily skip by that as there's something to say, as uh, uh, something that you're supposed to do for me, as something you're supposed to give me, this, this being an heir, being a child of you, God. I'm, I'm so selfish. Uh, I'm so ignorant to, to who you truly are, to who I truly was, God. I pray that In the midst of all of our people, whether uh, members, almost members, visitors, Sunday members, whatever it is, God, I pray that we will consistently look to you for satisfaction, for hope, for a true belief of what family is, God. We know we live in a sinful world, uh, in the the midst of a sinful people we know the enemy is is always attacking his goal is to draw us away from you God we know that we have hurt, we have a lot of pain in our our stories we know there's a lot in this church uh, right now, we know that we will never be clear from that, we will never be just cleansed from that pain entirely we know that we are imperfect God, you have called us sons and daughters. You have called us family. You have called us to love one another, God. So I pray that we can truly see that. We can see how you loved us you first loved us out of that knowledge, out of that belief, out of your spirit truly filling us, God. I pray that we can love one another. Please let it happen with the crossing Church. I love you, I thank you for blessing us blessing us, this group with one another, that we are absolutely not alone in this you have given us a people a family, imperfect at all, to love us to to, to love each other and to be sent out on mission in our community, God, thank you, the gospel covers all this, this is all true, because you sent your son rose and to see you forever God. We look forward to that day as we get to be with you forever.